Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we, teach, we pray that you would teach us to be obedient to your word, that we would do well and represent you by the gift of your Holy Spirit, not trusting in ourselves or our own righteousness, but in the righteousness which flows through Christ and the empowerment which comes from the Spirit. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be only acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. When people ask me, why did you become an Anglican priest? I like to tell them that it was an accident which always gets a good reaction, and they wonder, well, what in the world is he talking about? Because if you know anything about the process of becoming ordained in the Anglican Church, it can hardly be an accident. <laughs> but it's my own sort of inside joke to make myself laugh, because I certainly did not want to become a parish priest when I started in seminary a long time ago. I didn't think that I could do it. People, you see, are a bit difficult at times. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> and the life of a parish priest was not one that I really imagined myself being called to. I thought, well, perhaps if I do this seminary thing, at least I can keep thinking about things, and then maybe I can go on to postgraduate work and become a professor. Or perhaps I could become a chaplain of some sort. These things seem to me easier calls, but God has a way of working things out, and here I am today. We all want to know what our purpose is. Why have we been put here on this earth? What is our calling, perhaps? Whenever I think about this question, sometimes I'll Google it, and the answers are fairly wild. I don't really recommend that being the way you figure out your purpose. <clears throat> and then sometimes our notions of what it should be to have our purpose and our purpose in Christ is perhaps more grandiose than we think it ought to be or more small than we think it ought to be. Do you know what your purpose is? Do you know what God has called you to do? <clears throat> this morning, we read from the book of we read from the book of Jeremiah at the lighting of the Advent candle, and it starts with God calling Jeremiah. But it doesn't start with, "Hey, Jeremiah, I saw you teaching last week, and I thought you were really good at it, so I'm going to call you to be a prophet." It doesn't start with him looking at his present moral character, but it starts as follows. Now the word of the Lord came to me. A fairly ordinary introduction for prophets about to say what they're going to say. And he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. It starts with God recognizing him in the womb, before the womb. Before his mother even had a thought that she would have a child, before his mother even had a thought that she would call him Jeremiah, 
God knew Jeremiah. God knew him and had a plan to use him to preach to God's people. And he appointed him to be a prophet over the nations. Perhaps you came here this morning with fears or doubts or struggles or hurts. Do you wonder if God could love somebody like you? Do you think that God could ever use somebody such as you? God has known you for all of eternity. This isn't something merely special for Jeremiah, but because God is outside of time, he knew that you would exist before your mom and dad ever even met, before they ever even considered having you as a child. God knew you. And we see this testified about in the Psalms and elsewhere, that God knew you and knit you together to be who you are so that he could use you to his glory. And God appoints Jeremiah a prophet. If you are in Christ, the reality is you probably won't be a prophet like Jeremiah was. In fact, you might want to pray that God does not use you in that way because the lives of the prophets were not particularly pleasant. But if you are in Christ, you are called. And God has a purpose for you. What is that purpose, you may be asking? And it's universal for all of us who are in Christ. St. Peter talks about it in his first epistle, and perhaps you remember this from this summer. St. Peter writes to the Christians in Asia Minor, Therefore, preparing your minds for action, and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the, your passions, of your former ignorance. But as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy all in all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy as I am holy. Peter writes, prepare your minds for action. Take time to mark, read, inwardly digest the scriptures and know them well. Let them form your minds. Be sober-minded, not giving to brash judgments, not given to anger, not given to those things that may push you to do things you don't want to do, not given to the whims and wileys of the world. Set your hope fully on the grace of Christ. Set your hope fully on the grace of Christ, which means not on any other thing, not on any worldly thing, not on any politician, not on any person, your spouse, your children, not on any possession. Set your hope fully upon Christ, for he is the only hope that will not let you down. Do not be conformed to passions. Don't let your passions overrule you, but let the Spirit rule you. And be holy to be used by God for his will. 
And all of this preparing is that you might be made into the image of Christ and that you might help others regain that image that was lost or shattered or harmed in the fall. Prepare yourself to make Christ known in a dead and dying world where hurt overrules so much. Allow God to restore you, that you may speak to others, that you may help Christ be known, that you may encourage the other saints that worship you, day, with you, day in and day out. That the image of God may be restored in yourselves and in others. I've noticed in the last few months that I have this bad habit of stalling on projects. Whether they be school projects or projects at home, I get to the point where I'm about to start, everything's lined up and ready to go, and then I stop. And I finally realized there's a question that rattles around inside of my head at that moment of can I actually do this thing that I've been planning, that I've read how to do, that I know I think I can do, but what if I can't? What if I fail? What if this project at home ends up looking terrible? What if this paper I'm trying to write is a mess and incoherent? Have you ever been afraid to do something? Jeremiah responds to God and says, Ah, Lord, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. I can't. <clears throat> I am only a youth. He's probably not a child at this point, because earlier he's described as the son of Helikiah, one of the priests, so he's probably at least of age, but he's probably thinking, well, my dad, he's way more qualified. He's taught me how to do everything. What about my brother? He's older than me. What about that other priest? He's been doing this for several decades. He must know what to do far, far better than I am. But that's not who God called. He called Jeremiah. And what about you? when you hear about helping others walk in Christ. Do you think I can't? Do you think I'm too busy? I'm too old? I'm too tired? I'm too uneducated? I have too many problems? Or my least favorite, that's the priest's job? <laughs> Stop it and pay. <laughs> pay attention to the Lord's response to Jeremiah. The Lord responds and says, Do not say, I am only a youth. For to you all, for to, for to all whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid, for I am with you to deliver you. Do not say, I can't. If you are in Christ, the Lord has made you, has called you to make him known through your life, just as the Lord called Jeremiah to go. The Lord calls us to make Christ known.
<clears throat> and what the Lord has commanded, it is not impossible, but neither is it from your strength. The Lord is with you. The Lord will deliver you. <clears throat> the Lord will save you. The Lord will make you able to do what he has called you to do. Now there's a little difference that we must understand before we dive further into this passage between the first covenant and the second or the old covenant and the new covenant. In the old covenant, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the touching of the Lord or the anointing was limited to just a few people, to kings and prophets who were called to remind people how to live in the Lord's will. But that is not so with the New Testament. We read in the New Covenant that after Christ has come, he sent a comforter to his people. He sent the paraclete. He sent the Holy Spirit to be with you and I. He sent the Holy Spirit to anoint us that we can do his will. And so do not fret, do not fear. For if you are in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit and he will make it able for you to do what Lord, the Lord has called you to. And so the Lord anoints Jeremiah. The Lord put his hand on Jeremiah's mouth and touched it and made him able to speak. The Lord anointed Jeremiah so it is not so that he did not have to so that Jeremiah's calling was not dependent upon his ability, not dependent upon his experience, but rather upon the Lord alone. You cannot restore the image of God to yourself by your own will. You cannot do what St. Peter has called you to do without the Spirit working in you. But the Lord has made a way. The Lord has made it possible through the giving of the Holy Spirit, our hope, your, in your growth, your hope, in your growth, in your witnessing, in your discipling brothers and sisters in Christ, is that the Holy Spirit would work. You need only to be obedient to what we know our calling is. Know only to be obedient to what Christ has called us to, so that the Spirit can work. That is all. And so Jeremiah becomes a great prophet. He says, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set over you this day, over this day, over nations and kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. It is not by Jeremiah's experience. It is not by Jeremiah's age or lack thereof, but by the whole, by God, who he is able to become a great prophet. By the power of the Holy Spirit, which has been given to every believer, you are called to speak truth in this world. You are called to hope in Christ and share that hope to everyone else. Is there a friend from church or your neighborhood that you can help come alongside to help grow in Christ, 
Do you have a friend who's asking you about church that you're wondering how you can help them to know him? Talk to them. Share your faith. Read the word with them. Do not worry. You can prepare. You can, help, you can be prepared for this as St. Peter called us to. You can be prepared for this both in the opening of the word and marking, reading, learning, and inwardly digesting it, but also through other things. In the coming year, in February, we'll be restarting Christian education. Part of Christian education this year, this coming year, will be a program called Discipleship Explored where we'll talk about this very thing. And then we'll learn what it means to read scriptures with one another and to encourage one another through the reading of the word. And then we'll even practice it. You can do this. Back to my beginning story. The Lord called me, in fact, as you can now well tell, to be a parish priest. He made a way for it to happen despite my resistance. He closed other doors, doors that I wanted to walk through till I ended up here. And I am thankful for that, don't worry. <laughs> but the thing is, I think in my resistance, I can happily rec recognize that the qualities that I have that make me a good parish priest are not of my own, but gifts from the Lord as he works through me to help me build, up, build you up and to be built up in him. It is the Lord working through a sinner such as me that allows me to preach, that allows me to comfort, that allows me to walk alongside each and every one of you. It is not my will, but his will. And if he can use me, he can use you to make him known. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost.